Hey guys, uh, this is Lynn, uh, episode two. Um, hope everyone is doing well in quarantine, taking care of themselves. Um, well, uh, this is episode two, and I wanted to uh, kind of change change it up a little bit. Um, I wanted to talk about framework. Today is about framework. Uh, framework uh, within yourself, your framework, my framework. Um, if you hear Latte, she's laying right here with me. She might be snoring here in a bit. I just gave her a treat, so maybe that'll chill her out. But anyways, um, framework. Um, oh, there she is. Uh, so about framework, uh, I, I feel framework is very important. Um, as far as being self-aware of yourself, uh, you have to be self-aware of who you are and you know what you want to be or, or you know how you imagine yourself um you know with self-awareness you know you can you can actually find what you're good at and then you can use the use those talents and those skill sets to uh do your work you know to serve um so my framework uh well that's that's you know well well, i'm going to talk about my framework and how that's going to uh how that how i've come to be you know, um, a lot of you guys know me, but uh, some of these stories and uh, that I'm about to tell, you might not know, uh, but maybe it could uh, help you. Uh, it's helped me uh, in a sense of, you know, knowing who I am, uh, what I'm supposed to do, be. But, you know, like, like, like humans, we, we, we always doubt ourselves or, hey, am I doing the right thing? Am I going the right way? Is this the right decision? Uh but as you mature, I think you have a, a, a clearer vision of, you know, where you want to be and where you want to go. So anyways, um, I was born in Vietnam. Uh, Vietnam is a communist country. Um, my parents wrote a book about, uh, I'm going to see, that was, was 30. So, uh, so, you know, 10, 12 years ago or so. Uh, and it was, you know, about pretty much our family. Uh, you know, we escaped from Vietnam. It was a communist country. We were refugees. Um, and uh, some of the things uh, are just, just some crazy, crazy stories. Uh, my parents escaped when I was only 15 days old. So um, the reason why they escaped that when I was only 15 days old was because the Viet Cong, um, usually when uh, a lady has a baby, uh, they expect her to be at least, you know, uh, at home for, for, for 30 days or so to, to, you know, she just had labor. So they would not expect for uh, someone in that condition to escape. So that being said, that's why we escaped at 15, when I was at 15 days old only. Um, you can imagine how, how crazy that is. Um, but anyways, uh, we escaped nine days in the ocean. Um, Got to the Philippines. I'm just looking at the book right now. Uh, just some of the things, like you know, I've I, I read in this, like uh, you know, it's it says Lynn was uh, Lynn, who was meant to be breastfed, would go without milk at times. You know, I was so I was I was so sick that when I would try to pump milk, only water would come out. You know, as a mother, it was heartbreaking to not be able to give him what he needed. So, you know, it's a little emotional, but um, it's the truth. You know, so, but, um, 
That being said, how does that relate to my framework? Um, you know, how does that go back to framework? Um, you know, these are, I guess, survival instincts. You know, I've, I've you know, to survive or just, you know, the word survive alone is a, is a big part of my framework, uh, my mindset, the way I think about things, the way I view the world, the way I feel most of us should conduct ourselves is, is should, should always, you know, I feel like survival is, is, is very, very important. Um, but anyways, so, so that's, that's, that's that. And, uh, uh, when they got to America, um, my parents, you know, they found, they, they lived in the garage. They got a, they, they paid $80 a month to live in a garage. My mom was pregnant with my brother and she was still on countertops, uh, uh, cleaning kitchens and, 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 and uh, you know, just doing work. Even when she was pregnant, uh, we were very poor. Uh, my dad uh, actually worked at McDonald's the night shift and uh, a lot of side jobs and all that. Uh, I remember, uh, or I don't remember, but they tell me that when I was young, I would, uh, you know, I would kind of go in shock or have epilepsy episodes and they would have to take me to the emergency room, you know. Um, but that being said, you know, it's, it's survival. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, the last couple of years, I've, I would be on a boat or, you know, whether it be Thailand or, or, you know, Virgin Islands or wherever I'm on a boat, you know, I'd just look at the ocean and, and kind of just think about those nine days. You know, I'm, I'm sure my, my, they, they were staring at the ocean water uh, just as, you know, that, that's, that's, that's what I get when I stare at the, the ocean water. Um, you know, that's, that's the feelings that I, that, that the thoughts and, and the feelings that, that come through me is, you know, that it's, it's the same, you know, but anyways, um, so framework, um, you know, I, I feel like I have a, a very, I guess from the very beginning, I've always had this survival mechanism or this survival, uh, spirit in me. And it's always been that way uh, in everything that I do. Um, so I, I, I believe I get that from, I, I don't know if I say it's genetic, but I, I do believe that I, I get that from my parents, you know, uh, maybe through experiences or the environment I was raised in. Um, growing up in America, is, you know, I wouldn't say it was difficult, but I would say that it was, I mean, I was learning two languages at the same time in the household. So pretty much I was spoken to in Vietnamese at home, but uh, at school I would be learning English, you know? I mean, some people have a hard time learning one language at a time, and I was learning two languages uh, at a time. But anyways, uh, I was, on my notes here, I just had some stories that uh, I, were, I was told, and, and, and I do remember, you know, as, as a child. Uh, I, I rem this one story that was told is, uh, from my father, he would uh, he would go door to door and mow lawns, uh, you know, ask to, to cut lawns and all that. And, you know, back then uh, he didn't have a lot of tools. Obviously, he had his lawn mower and, you know, almost like naive in a sense, you know, like uh, there's other tools and other other uh, equipment that you could use to get to to make your job easier. But anyways, he would, uh, you know, cut lawns. And he told a story that he would cut a lawn and the, 
the guy wanted his lawn edged. And the thing is, he didn't have an edger. He didn't know what an edger was. You know, it was early 80s. You know, he had his lawnmower. Okay, I'm going to cut the, you know, I'm going to mow the lawn with the lawnmower. That's all I need. But he, had the, he didn't have an edger. So what he did to edge this lawn, if you can imagine, is he edged with a pair of scissors. Okay. Uh, I want to say he, he probably got paid maybe $10, $15 to cut this lawn. Uh, you know, back then was a good amount of money, uh, I guess, uh, compared to now. I guess lawns are usually $20, $30, $40 to cut a lawn. But he didn't have an edger, so he used a pair of scissors to edge someone's lawn. Now, if you can imagine that, sitting down, you know, probably squatting, you know, and edging someone's lawn with a pair of scissors. But, you know, my the, the story behind that is pretty much, you know, we can, if you get the job done, you get paid so you can take care of your family, survival framework. Um, it's it's pretty insane if you really think about it. I mean, if you want to go try it, you, you'll really know. But... Um, but that, that story sticks, sticks out in my head. Uh, you know, that, that framework right there is, is a matter of, okay, hey, you know, you, you have a job to do. Um, you need to get it done. You know, I don't really fucking care how you do it, you know. And that's how I've approached a, a lot of things in my life. And uh, I've, that's how I, you know, I've, I guess, told some of my employees, I mean, I don't care how it gets done. I, I, it just needs to get done. You know, you need to figure it out. Um, you know, everybody has a job to do and you need to get it done. So maybe that's where that framework comes from, you know, of, of a matter of, you know, getting things done uh, is, is, is very important. Um, I believe it was like mid 80s or so. Uh, my dad had, uh, he got a loan. Um, and he opened up a grocery store and body shop. And actually, now that we call it, now we call it Midtown. It's uh, down in Elgin and Crawford. And uh, he would, uh, he, you know, it was, it was a grocery store. And um, next connected to it was a body shop where they worked on cars. So I remember uh, probably about three blocks. There's a park and there was about three blocks away was uh, J. Will Jones Elementary. And that's where... Uh, they, you know, would drop me off at school. It was a magnet school. And uh, I remember there was music class, art class, uh, basketball, you know, PE. But we played all these different sports, but there was gymnastics. So obviously, uh, or not obviously, but I, I did gymnastics and I was really good at it. So um, that, that we'll, 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 we'll get into that later because uh, it's a kind of a big part of my life. Uh, I, part of my life that I kind of don't remember even doing, but I know that a lot of my skill sets and part of my framework comes from that, uh, from, from being, uh, in gymnastics. But yeah, they have this, they had this grocery store and, uh, there was day labor around the corner. So these guys would, you know, uh, get, you know, get hired for these day jobs and, um, they would come in and, and cash checks like their checks. And, uh, um, we would take a percentage of it, and uh, I believe I would say, if I were to guess, I was probably around nine or ten years old at the time, and I would man that register. So when you walk into this grocery store, if you can imagine, you walk into the grocery store to 
you know, there's there's aisles, uh, two two aisles of chips and candy and whatever, rice, uh, you know, like a grocery store. And the back would be the cool the the walk-in coolers. Um, to the left would be the register, but it was boxed in. Okay, so it was boxed into the corner to the left. So if you turn left, there would be one register, and if you went around the corner of where that box is, uh, would be the other register. So the main register is to the left, and if you uh, turn the corner, there was an, another register. So it's two registers in this box, boxed in in the corner on the left. And I would man the the second register, uh, cashing checks to these day laborers. So this, you know, s- small kid, you know, nine, ten years old, pounding the the, the register cashing checks, counting money, you know, um, and uh, taking the percentage, obviously doing the math, and then uh, uh, paying these day laborers. Uh, so they would, you know, they would, they would get their, their cashier checks, they would have money, and then, you know, some of them would spend some of it buying beer or chips or pork rinds or whatever it is, you know, uh, and, and, and they would spend the money in the store afterwards. But, um, you know, I also remember... Um, me and my brother, uh, so we would we would stock the, the we would be in the walk-in cooler, and it was a cool place to hang out. You know, it's it's walk-in cooler, and it's kind of like another room, and you can you know you can walk in there and hang out and whatever, right? So we would we would go in there, and we we would stock the uh, the shelves in there. You know, not seven, eight, nine, ten years old, whatever. I mean, up to like I, I think up to like probably fourteen, fifteen years old. I was I was doing this. Uh, so we would stock the walk-in cooler with, uh, you know, Schlitz and uh, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Uh, you know, I think back then Boone Strawberry Hill, um, kind of insane. But uh, uh, so we would stock Cokes, of course, soda, all that water, and then we would break down these boxes. You know, uh, I mean, we were breaking down boxes like hours at a time hours at a time, just stocking, breaking down boxes. That was, you know, that, that was our job. But, uh, and we weren't getting paid, but we, we were kids and, you know, we, we were put to work and uh, we, were, we were doing, I guess, we were learning skill sets, you know, doing, doing, doing a job and getting it done, making sure everything was stocked, you know. Uh, and usually we would do this uh, after school. So we'd go to school, you know, three blocks away, come back and, uh, uh, or the weekends, uh, and, and break down boxes, stock the shelves, um, bang the register. Uh, so, you know, it, it was just crazy to not, now that I, you know, like more, I guess as I talk about it, I, I kind of remember these things and, and how even the layout of this, this, this grocery store was, you know, and, and I guess how I was a, a part of it and how I was a part of me in a sense, uh, so that framework of uh you know doing doing work and, and and getting the job done and um I do remember a crazy story uh in the grocery store I was uh I don't know I probably had to been like 7 or 8 years old I went to school I came back and um usually after school you know you could come in and and uh Hey, you can grab a soda and a bag of chips or something like that, a snack, right? And I'd have my snack, whatever, and then I'd take a nap. And uh, I don't know if you remember these, like, trifold, uh, these trifold chairs with um, plastic or whatever, rubber or whatever they're made out of. And, and, you know, it's probably, like, seven to eight inches off the ground. You know, you'd open it, you know, it's it's collapsed, it's foldable, but so you'd open it up and 
I would take a nap. And I remember taking a nap by the ice machine behind the walk-in cooler. So it's, uh, this is triple, triple stainless sink right there. You know, I can just imagine it in my head, uh, uh, ice machine right behind the, right, right behind the walk-in cooler. And I would take a nap. And, um, and that on this day, uh, I woke up in the middle of my nap and there's just beer flying. I mean, just beer flying, hit, hitting, hitting the walls and, and, you know, the, 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 the beer cans are, are, are exploding and, uh, and just screaming and yelling and, 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 and just, there was a fight going on. My, my, the grocery store was getting robbed. And, uh, that day my, my uncle and my dad were working and they were getting robbed. Uh, uh, I just kind of, I mean, that's just very vivid in my mind. Just, just that part right there. Uh, there's obviously, there's, there's a, there's a blank space in between, but I do remember at the end, like my uncle was sitting on this desk in the back and he got stabbed in, in the chest and, you know, he, you know, he had to get stitches. Obviously he had to take him to the hospital. Uh, but you know, being seven, eight years old, like that, that's just a, a very vivid memory for me. Uh, as a child, you know, um, it's just, you know, you're, you're, I, I can't even explain it. I mean, it, but I, I do remember that, you know, uh, um, but you know what, the, the store opened the next day, you know, or that died down and you get back to work. You, you, you gotta survive, um, you know, framework. So, um, but that's a crazy story, um, about that. And then, uh, well, so you could see the, uh, you know, my my, you could see the 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 amount of I guess work and and struggle uh, and how much hardship my parents went through, um, and 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 I guess being the oldest, you know, I've, I've I was a part of that too. You know, I I worked in the store. You know, we, you know, did you know at that age, you don't you just you just do it, you know, you do it and Hey, you're supposed to do this, get it done and you get it done. Um, well back to being in gymnastics. So the magnet school, I did gymnastics. I excelled. We had like citywide competition and I won. And, and, uh, at that time, uh, my parents were, 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 were going to move. And, uh, we moved up North of the city and, um, they put me in a private gym uh, because I was really good at gymnastics. Uh, I don't know if I remember, I guess I, I enjoyed it as a kid. I, I kind of don't remember if I enjoyed it or not. Uh, uh, I have, a, as a kid, I was full of energy, kind of a troublemaker, uh, in a sense, uh, just high energy. I've always been high energy and people who know me or been around me can, uh, may, can, can kind of, I guess what I'm obsessed about now is, is whatever I'm obsessed about, I'm high energy about. But back then, when I was a kid, I was definitely high energy, and they put me in gymnastics, went to a private gym, and I would, uh, you know, we'd go to practice uh, probably two to three hours a day. Uh, in my age group, I was, um, you know, performing and performing at a very high level, uh, winning state, regional, national, uh, junior, junior Olympics, uh, very uh, elite in a sense. Um, but that discipline though is, is part of my framework as well. Um, you know, 
I, I remember uh, I had a competition one time, and um, I've, I've actually, as far as competition, when I was a kid, I, 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 I have a little, I have better memory uh, because I, I don't, I don't know why that is. Maybe, maybe it's just that dramatic to me. Uh, uh, but anyways, I remember this time, I, my mom. So back to discipline, uh, part of my framework here. Um, but my mom, I had a competition. She, we showed up late. She, she was late. There's usually about an hour of warm ups. There's stretching, and then there's warm ups, and then there's competition. Okay, you warm up each apparatus, all six apparatus. You go around, and then, then you know, then then you start over again in competition, the six apparatus. Uh, but I remember her bringing to me to this competition late, and I was livid. I, I, I don't. I, I want to say I was like 11 years old, but I remember being so mad that I was late. I can. I just like I hate. Even at that age, I hate being late. And that's what I remember about it. Like, I was, I don't know if I threw F-bombs at her or whatever. I, I did it wouldn't surprise me, uh, you know. But, um, but, yeah, I was late to a competition, and that just, what, that just got me. I, that just pissed me off uh, because I was just so disciplined uh, in a sense of, like, I have to be on time five minutes before, uh, it's just the, the way, um, I guess my workouts and my coaches, uh, it was structured, you know, and you know, not, don't be late to practice and competition. I mean, this is competition day. There's no way. I mean, you can be late to competition day. You can be late to a practice and maybe get away with it, but, but competition day, no way. So I was really mad. And, but, you know, uh, I, I remember that gym too. I, I I believe I won that competition. I just probably took it out on these other kids. Uh, it's what I usually do. Um, when I was when I was very young, when I was young and extremely competitive. When I was young, extremely competitive. Uh, and sometimes I kind of remember. I kind of think like, well, what happened? What happened to that? You know, I, I feel like I'm maybe a little less competitive now. Uh, but when I was young, I was extremely competitive. Um, but yeah, so gym, uh, gymnastics, uh, you know, uh, let's say through high school, I was going to high school, going to school, and then um, doing three to four hours of, of practice every evening, you know, and that's what, you know, it's what schoolwork and all that. And, and even at some years, I was playing soccer for the school and diving. So imagine if I was uh, three hours at gym, you know, Two an hour of soccer practice and another hour of diving, uh, you know, throughout the week. I mean, it's very structured in a sense of, uh, and very structured and disciplined, um, uh, with sports and school and all that. Uh, in 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 high school, pretty much, pretty much, you know, up to eighteen years old. Um, but you know, doing these things and 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 you know, um, doing these sports and. You know, hat, like just the, the feeling of being on time. I remember, uh, you know, as I got like to 16, 17, 18 uh, before college, because that's when uh, I, that's when colleges started recruiting. College started recruiting me when I was 13, 14 years old in gymnastics. I remember I was it was the summer. I just finished eighth grade. I was about to start my freshman year and the coach at University of Minnesota came in to see another another uh, teammate that was you know, in high, a senior that was going to 
you know, looking for a school to, to compete at, to, to, to do gymnastics at. And uh, this coach, uh, the University of Minnesota coach, saw me. I was a freshman then, so four years out. And, and that's when he said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to be watching you. I'm, I'm, I want you to be a gopher in four years. So I was, uh, I started getting, started recruiting about 13, 14 years old when, when I first started getting recruited by colleges. Uh, so I was, uh, you know, doing gymnastics on a very, very high level here uh, at, at, at my age. Um, so 16, 17, 18, I would, uh, I was, uh, when you're competing at that level and, you know, I guess the stakes are getting a college scholarship, right? Um, the discipline in the gym and, and the, expectations are a lot higher I remember um we would have to be there you know hey practices at five or four uh, let's see I think practice was at four and you know we would do a lineup you know we, there would be a line on the floor and you know we would have to line up and then our coaches would be like okay today we're doing this 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 we have a competition x amount of days or x amount of weeks you know, there was a, a, a literally a training schedule of, you know, because we wanted to peak at certain competitions, at least the important ones. And some competitions were just like we looked at it, it was competition, but we looked at it as trial runs like this is this isn't this isn't the one we want to win. This is this is this is the competition to try new new combinations, new tricks, etc. Uh, so we would have, uh, you know, a training schedule. Um, and, and I guess in a competition schedule, training schedule around competition where we would peak at you know, the biggest competitions, uh, state, regional, national competitions. Uh, so that discipline and the framework um, about being late and being on time, I, I think that's the gymnastics came in, you know, uh, showing up on time, being there for the lineup, uh, you know, um, having a training schedule, uh, what needs to get done. Hey, this, what needs, this is what we need to do today. We need to accomplish this, get it done, right? Back to getting it done. Um, so these things kind of, make me who I am uh you know that that's you know being I always ask myself like how how why why am I the way I am or especially when I have like let's say a disagreement with somebody where I say hey well I think this is the way it should be done you know uh you got well am I rational or irrational like, am I be, am I the right one or I'm the wrong one so that that's where that comes in and, and you know you self self-evaluate uh of your framework so um, so that, that's where that comes from. Uh, and, and part of being doing gymnastics, you know, you, you just like anything, uh, let's say I'm on the pommel horse, right. And I'm doing a certain trick and I fail and I get back up and I do it again and I do it again and I do it again. Um, this is kind of the same thing. in, in a lot of things that we do in our life, you know, the things that we want to accomplish as far as, you know, business work, uh, whatever it may be, you know, uh, parenting, um, I, you know, it applies to everything about, hey, I'm going to test this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try, try until I get it right, until I figure it out. I'm not going to give up, uh, get it done, you know. So um, I guess part of being a perfectionist in a sense of, hey, I'm after that perfect 10, you know, uh, in gymnastics of just uh, tr trying and trying uh, and not giving up. So that's where that that framework comes in, um, and, and that's been, uh, I guess, applied to everything that I do up to this point. Um, and that's where I get it from, I believe. Um, in college, uh, so I, I accepted a scholarship 
to University of Illinois. Uh, I competed for them uh, for four years. Uh, even in college, we would, uh, you know, I'd have, you know, my course loads were fairly high. And then, uh, you know, still have practice, of course. Uh, in college, we'd do two-a-days. We'd practice, uh, we'd do strength, conditioning, um, you know, in the mornings for about an hour to two hours. And then we'd go to classes, and then we'd have uh, workouts in the afternoon uh, between three and eight, four or five hours in the evening. We'd practice, and uh, that's along with classes, of course, and, uh, you know, traveling as well. We would we'd travel to other colleges and, and compete uh, in, in the Big Ten. Um, and in the summers, I, I never went home in the summers. Um, I never went home in the summers. I would uh, continue training because I would compete on the uh, on the national uh, the, the the USA gymnastics circuit, which is uh, more for our national team and in the Olympics and all that. So in the summers, I would continue practicing, uh, um, still continue training. And I remember uh, I had I had a paper route. This, this is crazy. And I, uh, I think about this. It's kind of it's just something I, something that. Maybe you probably wouldn't want to think of, but I had a paper route in college. Uh, you know, I had this little Honda, and uh, I was looking for a job, and uh, I ran into this guy. His name was, I remember this old guy. His name was Baron, and um, uh, he, he, uh, he, was a, he ran a paper route, and he needed help because his, his knees were getting bad. He said, oh, I can't do it. My knees are, are getting bad. I can't do it as much. I need a couple days a week off. You know, if you can, if you can do those days for me, that'd be great. And uh, I think it took me about three hours or so, um, and I did about three days a week. And uh, I believe it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because Fridays during the summer, um, I would drive up to Chicago after my route. So uh, I would do this paper route, and uh, you know, it's just a job, but in a sense, it's like. Uh, you know, if you think about it, for me at least, it's very humbling uh, that hey, you know what? When, when I was in, you know, nineteen twenty twenty one, I ran, I did a paper route. You know, like, I, 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 it's not that I had to do it. Uh, I was getting a stipend from college. You know, uh, university was paying for all my stuff. Uh, I may want extra money, and uh, just, yeah, I guess I wanted extra money, and I, I wanted to, uh, you know, keep busy. You know, there's just school and, and practice. The campus was probably like. 20% of the people there normally during the summer it was very uh, actually summers were, were actually really fun and uh, uh, were even better than than during the school year um anyways so yeah I had a paper route in, in, in college I, I I remember working during the school year I worked at a, a retail store called structure I think now it's express uh but yeah I, I worked in retail as well uh retail is the worst never again um but I was uh, I was studying merchandising, uh, merchandising, marketing, international business. Uh, so um, you know I was I was just learning, working, learning, uh, along with everything else. So I, you know I guess I'm constantly doing something. But um, but how does this apply to framework, right? And 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 uh, being self aware. Uh, I guess these things that I've done, you know, it, it took me to, to write them down here in my notes, but, you know, it, it, it lets me know who I am and how does that apply to you? Uh, you know, you kind of need to know who you are 
and what you like and what you love, you know, being self-aware, uh, your, 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 your traits and your, your skill sets to, to excel at what you want to do. You know, there's some things that you've probably tried and you didn't excel at. It's because maybe just you, you didn't love it. It wasn't for you. you your skill sets weren't uh, for that, you know, for, for, for whatever that was. So um, understanding and, and, and breaking down your own framework is very important to being self-aware. Uh, and then from that point, you know, it, it even takes I'm – a, I'm a big believer of writing things down and taking notes and, and just, you know, writing things down for me is big. I use these big yellow notepads. It's a little old school, but it's, it's what – it helps me. But, um, you know, self-awareness and, and realizing – what you're good at, um, you know, is, is it, it increases the chances of you being successful, you know, and, and whatever you want to do, you know, whether it be being an artist or, or you know, having a business, uh, et cetera, you know, um, and whatever those talents are, you know, you should, you should amplify them. You should, that, that's what you should be doing and the things that you're, you're, you're not good at and, you know, you, you hire or you, you have somebody else do for you. Uh, at least that's my philosophy uh, or I'm moving towards that way uh, because time is, is, is of an essence here. You know, um, time is a, a big deal to me, which, which I'll probably get into in another podcast, uh, another episode about time because uh, time is very uh, – that's kind of like – Right now in my mind is, is, is you know, on this, this episode, it's framework, but time and, and, and consumption is kind of what I'm dealing with in my head right now. Uh, I'm just constantly time, consumption. What am I consuming? But anyways, back to framework. Uh, you know, it's, it's really important. Um, you know, once you're self-aware of yourself, you can, you can uh, you know, be the best version of yourself, you know, uh, some things uh, I, I do encourage being uncomfortable. Uh, she, you should be doing things that are uncomfortable and uh, trying things and, and, and testing things and, and trying to figure out who you are. You know, uh, once you realize who you are, then you can take the next step in, in, in finding, you know, finding the things that you love and, and applying all those, all, all that framework. Uh, and that'll help you be successful. Um, there's latte snoring. I'll probably give her a treat after this. But um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, it's my second episode. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I, I hope it, it helps you. I hope you. I hope you. Uh, what I want you to get out of it is pretty much you start asking yourself questions about your framework. You know, uh, even if you can have to, you know, break down yourself. Yeah, like it's uncomfortable, right, to break down yourself. A lot of people don't like to self reflect, but. Um, I think it's very important to understand who you are, uh, especially if you're in a in a space right now where, you know, especially at these times, like, what am I going to do next? Or if I'm going to have this job or I have this business and uh, which way am I going to move it, you know, or should I not do it? Um, or your relationship, you know, hey, you know, I'm this type of person and I should be with this other type of person. I've been dating these these guys and it just doesn't work out, you know. Um, so understanding your framework is very important. Um, so I hope you guys uh, challenge yourself and ask those questions, you know, break down, you know, from childhood, you know, look at your parents, look at the things you've done, the things you've accomplished, the things you've failed at. 
And those are the things that, that, that will, will kind of guide you to uh, your framework. Um, thank you for listening, and I hope this has helped. Um, and I guess you guys can email me. I, you know, I, I was thinking about this. If you wanted to contact me, the best way to contact me is you can email me at info at happyhealthymedia.com. Info at happyhealthymedia.com. So you can email me if you have any questions or if you, hey, you want to, you know, if you have a topic that you want to hear me discuss. And uh, I, I'll, I'll definitely get into more, uh, more topics uh, about my life and other things. But I, I wanted to, um, you know, start off with this framework, give you an idea of, of, of my life and, and, and stories uh, here and there so you guys can, can kind of get a feel. But um, I appreciate you guys listening to me. And uh, thank you so much. And have a good day.